welcome to episode 10 of the Tales of Crisis. And tonight I am joined by a special guest, Mr. Thomas Carrot. Tom, how are you? I am very well, Martin. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Well, wonderful perhaps is a, a slight overstatement, but <laughs> I'm I'm alive and well. So that alive is, and well. That that's what matters. That's that's a start for me at the moment. Um, it is. So apologies to uh, listeners. Um, it has been a long time coming. I can't remember exactly when episode nine was, but it was it was a good couple of months ago. And we have been, I wouldn't say extremely busy, but we have done <laughs> some events. And I, mm-hmm. I've managed to do three events in that period. And they're literally the three days where I haven't been ill. Um, unfortunately, I've had a number of health issues, including quick trip to hospital for a couple of days which was fun so that is why this has been so delayed but in that period we did go down to element games for a friday night um, event there which we'll cover in another episode we then did our normal monthly bearded card trader event i was unable to do the 50 plus uh, player event at element games that tony moore had run on halloween uh, due to illness which was uh, i was quite gutted about because i was really looking forward to that one so unfortunately there's no coverage of that however we did both tom and i along with uh, anth pool uh, did manage to make the team tournament run by rich mid which from rich mid gaming at board and swords in derby so tonight's episode is going to be covering that um, and then, like I say, we'll do another episode with myself and Chalmers will be back for that one where we'll cover the Friday Night Element and the Bearded Car Trader one. And then there's another Bearded Car Trader one coming up this weekend, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make that one. So we might not cover that at all. So that's a quick update as to where we've been and why uh, it's been so long. So apologies uh, that it has been so long. Uh, we'll hopefully get back to a regular cadence in the new year. A couple of things to cover before we get into the meat of this. Uh, first of all, a big shout out to the Bearded Card Trader. They've very yeah. recently done a raffle for charity. Um, a number of charities basically all around saying no to racism. So big shout out to JP from Bearded Card Trader uh, for running that. I know he's doing. Hold on, JP. Yep, I know he's going to do the draw soon, and, and there's some fantastic bundles on there, all contributed to by himself. Um, it's all stock from from the shop that he's he's essentially bought himself, donated for this raffle, and all proceeds go to those charities. So well done to him. If you want to know more, go to the Bearded Card Trader website, and he's got a section on there around say no to racism. So I think that's worthy of a shout out. Absolutely. Secondly, um, as I'm sure most people are aware by now, we are playing version 1.5 of the game. All no. 1.2. I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard <laughs> I'm not really sure what, what we're classing it as. Um, but yeah, we, we've had the updated rules. And no, they've said this is the only time they're going to do the updates to character cards. But we'll, we'll see how that works out. I, I kind of feel like... It's not really a big update because the majority of it are no. minor tweaks, but it's been an update that has covered a large sway of the game. Tom, what are your overall thoughts on the the changes in general, how they impact you, good, bad, indifferent? Uh, well, first off, feeling uh, at least a bit better for the time being. 
hopefully um, that's you past the worst of it. Thank you. Um, excited, you know, new edition or whatever we're calling it, as you say. Um, definitely excited. Um, and it's great that some different things have come to the front. Some things have gone back a bit. It's, it's a really great time to be playing MCP. Unfortunately for me, I do dislike the change to crisis selection. For me, a, a, a very large part of the of the fun of the game, not a very large part, but a significant part of the fun of the game was that sort of build your own mission, you know, the kind of the almost sort of mental chess that you play with your opponent of, of trying to do that. And I appreciate that maybe some people think that that's a bit of an unfair barrier to new players. Maybe it is. Probably is more so if you've got a new player playing a very experienced player, although in that case I would say it's on the experienced player to control themselves and try and give the new player a fun experience rather than saying that we need to completely rewrite the rules to, to change that. For me, it does take away part of the tactics. Um, I think it, in many ways, actually, I think it does punish new players a bit more because they now, you now want to have three of each crisis type that you are really good at and I think that is in many ways part of the, the hardest part of the game to learn is what affiliation does best and what crises, what crisis suits your playstyle best, all of that. But, you know, it's changed, we get on with it and I think it's still, you know, a really fun game and a really tactical game. Um, I do like the giving the non-priority player more sort of control over the game with them choosing threat value, although I think it has definitely swung the pendulum the other way. Uh, you know, I think the non-priority player definitely has the advantage now. Otherwise, I think, you know, it's, it's nice. It's just a nice sharpening up of the rules. You know, I think it's really good. Um, Character-wise, I do hope that this isn't the only time they ever update character cards. Um, I do have some concerns about Asgard. And, and yeah, you know, there's probably a whole new release of characters just around the corner that are going to solve all their problems for the time being. But I still think it'll be a bit of a shame if those really iconic characters, you know, four Prince of Asgard. That, that... Yeah, and, and I know where you're going with that one. I think you're right. You've got to allow for, we don't know what's around the corner. They do. Absolutely. They know better than we do. I very much agree with most of what you've said there. The way I was looking at it the other day, I was sat down thinking, now we knew all the rules, etc. And we've had a couple of games with it. I haven't had many games with new rules, but mm-hmm. I've had a couple now. And I think MCP for me was in an amazing place before this. There were a couple of things that, you know, didn't really like. Mm-hmm. They've made some changes. There are some changes that I don't like. I'll be honest. There's some changes I prefer they hadn't made, but they have. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think they've if you take them as a whole, they've improved the game. Yeah. And considering the game was amazing beforehand, I, I'm really excited for where we are now. I think you hit on Crisis. I totally agree. You know, for me, you picked Crisis to counter other lists, and that's how mm-hmm. I did it. But I appreciate at the same time, other people did it with, I'm picking a Crisis. I've got this turn one play set up for that particular crisis into this, I know I can more or less win the game based on that. And and mm-hmm. I think that's the overall sense I got from the changes was it was an attack. This was mentioned on one of the other podcasts and I 
can't remember. I think it was the strike better one. Uh, apologies if it wasn't. But you know, attack on turn one plays, and it very much was. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. they they did a lot of things to stop those turn one, those ones where you could design your roster and your setup so that as long as you didn't discard one particular crisis, you know, you, you were like, duh, 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 right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't auto win the game. I don't think it was ever that bad, but you were in a position where you were in a very strong position off turn one. And they've, they've done Absolutely. everything they can uh-huh. to remove that. Unfortunately, that means that we lose the tactical element of the crisis selection, which, you know, for me mm-hmm. personally was a shame. Um, I would have preferred to have seen person with priority picks the crisis. Person without priority sees what they pick and picks into it. Yeah, that'll be a um, good. Which could give you that counter to, but I appreciate that they're trying to simplify the game and they're trying to make it easier for people to play and the logic was you know superheroes don't know what the crisis is until they get there fine <laughs> get that mm-hmm. um so it's a slightly different game but it is no fun no, nonetheless mm. it's going to be interesting to see how it works on a competitive scene but as we know from other game systems the competitive mm. part of the world is only a small part of the world and we have to appreciate that absolutely on those turn one plays i i am in many ways, I think my, my biggest is, is that they didn't, NG didn't make any effort to try and change the problematic crises or the problematic combos. I loved Panic, not because it was a bit broken. And as a Defender slash Blackwater player, I was the one able to break it perhaps most. I loved it because it was 19 fret. I want to play with all my toys. I want 19 20 fret crises. Yeah. And I think it's a shame that we've just banned it. And that's that. You know, rather than, than trying to maybe fix it and do a new card, I also think it's a bit of a shame that Virus hasn't had a a new card with like the C rather than E printed as a bit of a caveat. Yeah. Um, but, right, you know, yeah. Yeah, that might be coming if they ever do a pack or anything. Maybe. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was surprised the Crisis weren't touched, as in, in, you know, there weren't any updates to any of the Crisis. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they might have considered that. But, again you have to take that step back and I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I, I am concerned about Asgard. Asgard is my number one mm-hmm. and I'm kind of, how do I play Asgard at the moment? Um, yeah. And for me, it's even if they, even if, you know, the Warriors three, you know, I got whatever come out and, and, you know, the, even if they are, you know, the next broken thing, it's, it, for me, it's a real shame that for Prince of Asgard and Valkyrie, now Enchantress are kind of going to be these, and Hela certainly, are, are going to be these characters where it's kind of like, you know, they're all right, but they're a bit dicey. And... I, I think, again, one of the things that we've learned from Crisis Protocol is a change elsewhere can change a character completely. Definitely. definitely. You know, Crossbones is, is the obvious mm-hmm. example of uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. everybody said Crossbones was a complete waste. Criminal Syndicate came along and wow, everybody loved him. Admittedly, I now run him a lot less in Criminal Syndicate. Now they've got other characters, and you know, I think he, mm. you do see him a lot less. Um, but then they brought out Sin, and and that then changed the dynamic exactly, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I've no doubt there could be a Team Tactics card that all of a sudden makes Thor amazing. There could mm-hmm. be a Crisis that all of a sudden Asgard. Yeah, there are things that can happen, and we just don't know in the future. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But snapshot now, I think Asgard and Defenders are in real tricky yeah. places. But... Uh, and this is 
what I was about to say, as a, you know, primarily Black Order and Defenders, Defenders makes me sad. Portals was our one thing. We've got a lot of very good characters, especially very good high threat characters, although also good free. And it just, but that was our one thing. You know, our leadership, yeah. when I'm playing Defenders, I maybe use the leadership a couple of times a game. It's that, it, it, yeah. it makes me very sad that, that this one thing, I really hope that Defenders get some new affiliated Team Tactics cards ASAP, because at the minute, I'm just not quite sure why you would want to play Defenders yeah, and when think, you could play all those characters in Avengers. Yes, there's that element to it. I think the thing with all of these is, I think if somebody wants to make an affiliation work, mm-hmm. they can make it work. You, you know, there was the player the other season who made Inhumans work and, and oh, yeah. got mm-hmm. them working. Unfortunately, it means you're probably not going to get the to work the way you want it to work. And I think that's one mm-hmm. of the things that I often see when people are, you know, this affiliation is broken because I can't take all my favorite toys and win. Well, mm-hmm. fine. You might have to just take a core of certain defenders and then splash other mm-hmm. things in to make it work. You might have to go a certain way mm-hmm. to make it work. But yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah. But exactly. overall, it... you know, overall, I think it's improved it would you say that is a fair you know absolutely absolutely and i do trust that asgard defenders potentially brotherhood you know they've had quite low win rates recently and maybe the 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 change to terrain froze might bring them down further you know i I do have confidence that all of those things are going to turn around brotherhood you know not least by juggernaut Uh, you know juggernaut's going to be huge for them yeah as a black order player competitively i love the changes um ebony more i i I find really convincing i've had quite a few games with his new card now and i really like him as that source of mystic attacks it's just something different also 10 tactics cards i quite like having ebony more and corvus with follow me in there who needs proxima when you can just have more and then corvus granted there's only one round but you know i quite like it um i think corvus incredibly left-handed i'm amazed that he took it was the one of the shocks wasn't it i, I think yeah, we all uh-huh. expected corvus to take a either corvus or the reality jam we're gonna take yeah, uh-huh. a hit and and yeah it took a small hit but he uh-huh. must came out unscathed now all my black order rosters are also wakanda rosters for 14 and 15 frets so yeah I, I have absolutely no problems with uh, where black order are um, if anything, I'd be tempted to say they're actually a bit stronger than they were. I, I think they have. I think they've come out of this mm-hmm. stronger than they went into it, um, mm-hmm. which I was a little bit surprised by. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, I've got faith in it. It's given it all a shake-up. Web Warriors seem to be coming out before the shake-up on top. I think mm-hmm. I didn't see anything that makes me think that they're, that's going to change, to be honest. I think they're still no. the strongest. No. Once people yeah, get their heads around absolutely. it. But yeah, overall, massive tick from me. A plus. Well, probably A minus uh, for AMG for this. Like, there were a couple of things I, I would have preferred done differently, but I'm sure everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, absolutely brilliant. So before we started playing the new version, we did do a mm-hmm. team event on the old version. So quick view on how the team event went. So I think there were 16 teams. Yes, yeah, 16 but, teams. Yeah. We had three players per team. The way that it went was 
and I never really understood the difference between blue and red or, or hope. We, we rolled for priority as you normally would. Yeah. The team that won priority, I think, were red and the other team were blue. It didn't really make any difference. Essentially, both teams picked one player and they put it on opposite tables. So if you imagine the tables were numbered one, two, three, mm-hmm. with one on the left, two in the middle, three on the right, I, as the captain, would put my pick on table three. My opponent's captain would put his pick on table one. We'd turn those over and reveal what they were. And we did it. We didn't have cards per player. Well, most of us didn't. I know some printed them off. But what we essentially did was we picked a crisis card each to identify who it was. Then we went in a little huddle and we said, who wants to play against? So, you know, on table one, my opponent will have revealed it was player A from their team. So whoever we didn't put on table three, we like which of us wants to play into that, fine. And then the other person went on to table two. They did the same. They picked who they wanted to play on table three and the other one played on table two. And we did it that way. There wasn't a lot of science behind it. One of the issues I had with it was, unfortunately, due to people dropping out, the lists were never locked down. Um, we were planning in the week before the event to actually go through the lists and kind of do a bit of a color mm. coordination and who did you want to play into, who did you want to avoid, so that when we went into it, there was a little bit more science behind it. To be fair, it was relatively chilled and nobody really took it that seriously, no. that element of the game. So I think it was, you know, we didn't come across anybody that had done that and therefore I didn't feel like we were at a particular disadvantage by that but it still would have been nice to have been able to go into it and go right we're playing team x Mm. you know and you don't want to play against this tom i know you don't play you know we'd already Mm, because often it was like right so who's on table one oh this is bob and he's playing x-men and that's all Mm -hmm. you knew you you didn't know what their crisis was etc so a couple of times we did pair people up and then once we actually got into the detail it was like, oh, actually, these crises are rubbish for me. And yes. that stung me last round, I think, a little bit, in that I ended up with the, now, Sam Sam, oh, that's fine, I can do Sam Sam. Sacrifice, sword, kind of all the, all the bits, you know, so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's just a small thing, and I think, um, you know, we, we could have done that on the Saturday night if we'd really wanted to. Yeah, we could have done. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice for all those lists to be locked down well in advance. Other than that, it was a so thank you, Rich, for running a you know a really fun event. It was a really really good day. Yeah, uh, it was at Board and Swords, which we've been mm. down to a couple of times now. Really good place, nice venue. So well done to the, the people there. Well done to Rich for running the event, as you say. Really good event. He had a number of issues with long shanks when he first started it. He froze, and he basically had to create a second event and come around and do a load of stuff on spreadsheets to start with. So it was well done, Rich, for that. And I had a good chat with Rich at the end of one of my games because it finished early. And he, he was talking about doing further ones and I'd definitely be up for, for other ones. Absolutely. So okay. this was one of the things. We weren't allowed the same characters in any of the teams. We weren't allowed the same tactics cards and we weren't allowed the same crisis, crisis cards. We basically, in fairness, when we came to do selection, we weren't that far off in comparison to what they were. So what did you take then, Tom? So I was going Black Order. So for me, it was Thanos, Corpus, Proxima, um, who else in Black Order, Old Rules? 
Then Baron Zemo, Loki, and Okoye. Um, I got lucky and uh, managed to somehow convince you and answer that I needed Okoye more than you. Uh, so thank you for that. And then I ran the Mind, Power, Reality, and Time Gem. Power only there in case I came across 16 fret um, with with not being able to sort of build in the flexibility of characters that you have taken. Tactics cards, I had All You've Got, Execute, Seal Dressing, Follow Me, Grievous Wounds, Mothership, Inspiring Monologue, and One-Two Punch. Definitely a few choices there influenced by the restrictions limit. Um, but I mean, actually, you know, cards like Inspiring Monologue um, that I would never kind of normally think to take, they actually serve me pretty well. Um, I'm not usually a field dressing player, or at least wasn't, because all you've got is now banned. Not, wasn't a field dressing player of all you've got. Uh, in Black Order, because I was always quite happy if Corvus slips, because then you get more dice from Death Decree, but run field dressing and it served me perfectly well for the event. Then Crisis, Alien Ship, Mystic Wakandan Herbs, Panic Grips City, Demons Downtown, Infinity Formula, and Intrusions Open Across City. So that was my roster. Excellent. And I took Criminal Syndicate because that's what I've had the most experience with. I've been playing around with Midnight Suns lately, but I just thought it was too early to, to run them. So went with Criminal Syndicate and Kingpin Omega Red, Mysterio, Black Cat, Modoc, Toad, Enchantress, Lizard, Taskmaster, and Hood. Slightly concerned I only had the one two threat. Recently I've been running Toad and Okoye. Obviously couldn't do Okoye. And yeah, I was humming and hiring putting another two in, but just the way it fell, I, th- I felt... We were better off with just the one. Tactics cards, again, made a couple of sacrifices, but nothing nothing major, to be honest, compared to what I normally run. I, I think with tactics cards, I got more or less everything I wanted. Um, all according to plan, brace, med pack, climbing gear. And then we had Grand Illusion, Shadow Org, Hood's Gang, and Bitter Rivals. I don't think I played Shadow Org or Hood's Gang all event. Um, but the others definitely and then extracts again I got most of what I wanted so I had Gamma, Mare Fisk and Tyrogen Clouds and then we had First Cures Deadly Legacy Research Station and Struggle for the Cube so Anth is normally a Web Warriors player um, Mm -hmm. and he was doing Web Warriors and then he changed his mind then he changed his mind again (laughs) and again I think and then he changed his mind again so he ended up doing X-Men and I, I totally support his logic behind doing it you know we, we were never trying to win the overall tournament so he said he wanted just to have a play around with x-men that's absolutely fine <coughs> so he went with beast cable cyclops domino gene gray magneto mystique rocket raccoon storm and wolverine he had advanced r&d blind obsession deception disarm first class mental domination no matter the cost and to me my x-men and then he went with Fear, Grips World, Spider Infected, Montessi Formula, and then Deadly Meteors, Infinity Formula, and Portals Overrun City with Spider People. We felt pretty good going into it. We, we had a relatively balanced set. As I say, you know, Criminal Syndicate, Black Order, X-Men, nice variety there. Mm-hmm. So overall, quite happy with it. But as I say, no intentions of of winning the thing outright we all went down on the friday night and, and stayed in uh, the travel lodge by the cricket ground which is you know not bad 
mm-hmm. recommend it for anybody going down to her boards and swords that isn't uh, local um, and then needs to stay overnight. It's a nice little place. Got up in the morning, went across, and um, game one, we played against Goldfish. We um, went into that one, and I'll be honest, I cannot remember who got put down where and when, but I can tell you... I remember that we threw me out first. We we did that on a number of them, Mm -hmm. um, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. I played against James Lovejank Mooring. You got Michael Killer Pending Lemos and Anth got Ben Salmon. So James was running Web Warriors, Michael was running X-Men, and Ben was running Convocation, I believe. My game against James was um, a really close game in the end. It It was a bit weird in the um, it could have gone one way or the other. We were playing Research Station, so I picked Research Station. He played uh, Cosmic Invasion. Kind of down the middle, but also a D. So it was a little bit odd to try and work out what the best way around it was. I stuck Toad up the right to try and get secure on the right-hand side. I kept a few back to secure the back objective, and then we fought over the middle research and nobody went up on my left in the first turn so it ended 2-3 to James then they still ignored the left I didn't put anybody there and he didn't put anybody there it it came apparent that it was all about the researcher and I think on this one I was able to push some people away with my enchantress sorry so I ran enchantress kingpin mysterio Taskmaster and Toad, and James was running Ghost Spider, Miles, Venom, Enchantress, and Okoye. I was able to move Okoye out into nowhere, but I think from memory that he was able to get a number of really good beams off with his Enchantress. I think basically the top and bottom was he played his Enchantress better than me. End of turn two, it was 5-4, so I was up from that perspective so doing okay at that point um but i think it was turn three so at the end of turn three i didn't score any points and he was able to score six points um so he got the the researcher and a couple of other key pieces he was able to take out my enchantress i think that that was the key piece took out toad as well so i was left with just the, the four of that, uh, the three of that point to Kingpin, Taskmaster, and Mysterio, and I hadn't taken out anybody on his side. I think we ran. Did we run out of time on that one? Yes, we ran out of time on that one. Um, so it finished 10-5. I'd say it was a really close one. I was up until that last turn, but it was just the way it was. It was just one of those games that was super tight. Every decision had a really large impact. I think I played Grand Illusion a little bit too late. Um, some of my tactics cards probably weren't picked at the best of times. Um, but overall, really good game. So I lost that one. Uh, how did yours go, Tom? Um, it was a really fun game. Michael was a newer player, and well done to him. You know, his first event. Um, I think he did a you know great job. Um, I won 19-4, which um, 
it was a closer game than it kind of looked until I think towards sort of the round three was a big swing, and also my dice spiked. Um, I'm not talking Corvus, I'm talking Anos, Proxima, and Okoye. They all just rolled really hot for the whole game. I had priority. We played Intrusion Open Cross City and Research Station at 19 fret. So that for me was Thanos with Time and Mind, Corvus of Reality, Proxima and Okoye, and Michael Ran, uh, Storm, Medusa, Beast, Wolverine, Domino and Black Widow, Corset Black Widow. I basically just played at the center, kind of thought, well, I'll just ignore the two um, portals on either flank. Uh, which did definitely allow me to kind of focus my kills down the middle. Um, he had Medusa, Beast, and Storm in the middle. He had, if I remember rightly, it was Wolverine and Widow on one flank and Domino on the other. Round one, he moved Storm up quite early. Didn't really move her up, but, but moved her up just that bit too far where Thanos was able to pull her in. So round one, Storm was dazed by Corvus. And top of round two, Corvus KO Storm. And this is where my dice spiked, um, was able to also daze Medusa and Beast in that one turn. I think before I've, you know, before Medusa activated, Beast did get to activate, if I remember rightly. I danced around by round scores, I'm afraid, but essentially Widow and Domino were holding the flanks. Wolverine did try to get in, but Thanos just pushed him away with the Mind Gem and uh, Comet Portal. So that was going into round three, Medusa Beast both KO'd. And also by that point, I was able to score the researcher on the evacuation point. And and in round three, he was also not helped by, he got really unlucky on his portal teleport rolls to try and get characters where he wanted them, uh, allowing me to just put Wolverine, Domino and Black Widow all on one flank kind of out of the way. Round four, was able to KO Domino and Dave Wolverine, uh, and that, that got me the win. I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, he, he seemed to enjoy it in, in the moment. Um, and I think I definitely had the advantage going in, playing Black Order on that crisis, at that threat, into X-Men, all of that. But dice were definitely an element. I, I rolled really hot um, that game. Always helps, but yeah. and especially on something like Black Order, where Absolutely. You know, the mm-hmm. dice can really, really... Yeah, be. because... Say Thanos, you know, Thanos is an attrition piece. He's very dice dependent. You know, he, he doesn't have any ways of, of re-rolling or anything unless you've got Zemo or something in there. Sometimes he does nothing. That game, he was consistently putting out three, four damage of every strike. Unfortunately, Anth lost his game, which meant we, as a as a team, lost 2-1. Mm-hmm. So, end of round one, we were, we were 0-1. Um, so, moving to round two, we then played... The good, the bad, and the average. So this was Manny, Christian Sales, and Mick Rod. Um, so I ended up playing Manny, uh, who is, I think, the owner of Borders and Swords. Um, definitely somebody who works there. I think he's the owner. Um, really great guy. You know, spoke to him a couple of times when been down there for other events. Uh, it was great to play against him. He was running Defenders. Uh, Doctor Strange Defenders. Now he hadn't played that many games, and unfortunately, my Criminal Syndicate can be quite brutal. Yeah, so this was one where unfortunately it was a little bit brutal. Um, so we got 
deadly legacy virus and gamma. Now he picked gamma, which I think was his first mistake because I kind of went through what criminal syndicate did and he, he, I think he heard me, but I'm not sure he fully understood me. And he ended up going with Hulkbuster, Wong and Doctor Strange with, I think it was with the time gem, um, which threw me a little bit because not, not what I expected. Um, great to see Hulkbuster on the table, all nicely painted up. He, he'd had it done with LEDs, so the LEDs were coming through. Um, the it looked great. Eyes, it, it was, was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. He sent his Hulkbuster up my left to go take one of the legacy viruses, which was a bit odd because Hulkbuster was what I was worried about. I wasn't particularly worried about Doctor Strange, definitely wasn't worried about Wong, and he kind of took him away from the Gammas. Uh, which was fine by me. I had Toad on my right to go get that legacy. I then had Taskmaster, Mysterio, Kingpin through the middle, and Black Cat slightly to the left, kind of between them. I think he had priority from memory, and he sent Hulkbuster up the left to go get that. I then went up and got the other one with Toad. I don't think they then took he then took the middle, um, and I went and took the middle. Doctor Strange was a bit of a pain having the three activations. You know, you can't do that anymore because the time gem mm. has changed. But I think I kind of came away from that going, oh, I quite fancy giving Doctor Strange for the time gem a go. That seems quite good fun. Three activations from him, but uh, never got the chance to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is no more. <laughs> yes, it, it, yeah. It was quite a short game. I think by turn, I don't have photos before this, but by turn three, I clearly... I don't think I'd even got rid of the um, viruses at this point, but I was up 12-4. I managed to... Oh, it wasn't Taskmaster, apology, it was Hood. Just looking at the photos. I managed to get the back one by sending Toad. He, he, like I say, he kind of had Hulkbuster out on the left doing what Hulkbuster did. Blackout went and then stole his uh, legacy. Um, Toad went up and took the back gamma, so I was scoring six points a turn on the gammas with one or two viruses and you know Hulkbuster was just out of it too much he didn't manage to daze Black Cat and they managed to daze Hood uh, Doctor Strange did I think I I kind of went into it thinking fine we'll just have some fun because you know Manny said that it didn't play a lot etc and I think end of turn two I had two of my characters dazed and I kind of thought well actually this isn't gonna this isn't gonna Mm -hmm. work I need it was one of those ones where, unfortunately, I needed to kill the game early because I wasn't going to win on attrition. Yeah. I get the Hulkbuster, Wong, and Doctor Strange constantly healing, etc. There was no way I was going to win that in attrition. So I had to go for it, which unfortunately meant that the game itself was over far too quickly. It finished 23-5, which was unfortunate because, you know, it could have been... Manny was clearly a fun player. Like I say, it just ended up in one of those situations where I kind of had to kill the game off earlier, or else there was no way I, I was going to win it. I was going to end up with next to no characters. Yes, I probably, if I tried to, could have taken out Wong, but I just don't have the firepower to take out Doctor Strange and or Hulkbuster, especially not in Defenders. Didn't take Helios lasers, which I was surprised by, but I think he just wanted to throw Hulkbuster around. But when he had three characters and it was... Gamma against Criminal Syndicate, it, it was only ever going to go one way, which was unfortunate. 
But I think overall we had fun. It was just short fun, as opposed to a, a long, <laughs> close game. How did your game go? So my game was against Christian, and I won 19-11. He was running Asgard. Um, he had priority, and we were playing Intrusion Dipping Across City and Deadly Legacy Vira. It was another really fun game. Thanks to, to Christian for that. Um, great opponent. So... I was playing the same team as in the last game. I forget his exact team. It was for Angela Valkyrie. He had Voodoo and a two, which I don't think was a coin. Maybe it was. Anyway, um, he didn't have Enchantress, which obviously, you know, big whatever. So I, but eyes lit up when you on, saw that. On virus, yeah. Uh-huh. There was a bit of a mistake round one, which was absolutely fine. Um, he was priority, he moved Angela up to the middle, picked up a virus, went across, picked up the other. There wasn't any way of getting the, the extra power onto her. We both just completely forgot it. And then, we, quite funny, kind of almost simultaneously, we remembered the extra power to interact with your second or third virus, kind of like, you know, later on in the game. We just decided to play on, you know, it. it so much had happened. It was inconsequential. It was a completely honest mistake by both. So, you know. Um, it's always difficult when something like that happens. Exactly, yeah. Two or three um, turns so, away. Yeah, never mind. It was a really fun game, and you know, who knows if it would have changed the outcome? But it is what it is. We played on. We had a fun game, and you know, it was a, it was an honest mistake by us both. Um, so she moves up. Uh, this is either open to Thanos tricks, so Thanos pulls her right in, and Corvus stays to round one. I did have Proxima pick one up and a Koye pick one up, if I remember rightly. Um, he scored all the secures and the third cure round one because I did to sort of get that, you know, dazing Angela. I don't think anyone moved up, um, kind of, you know, really off my line. So, yeah, he, he did get ahead of points. And that was kind of a theme, although I did win 19-11 for a large part of the game. Um, we'll get to that in the end. Uh, you might have guessed if you're being virus. But uh, for a large part of the game, I was you know, really quite concerned that he had it because of the lead he had in points. Uh, top of round two, KO'd Angela. Uh, and then I moved up the board. And he then got a, you know, this really big spike turn. He, he dazed all my cure holders. He got all, more portals. Um, so by this point, he was really quite far ahead in VP. I'm afraid I don't have it written down, so I can't remember the exact score. And round three, I had messed up priority. Um, I'd done one day too many, which is a bit of a black order problem. But uh, anyway, so he was able to to sort of carry on that that you know hurting me for that mistake. Um, by round four, I had managed to get some KOs in, so I was you know getting a few points there. Um, but it was still something like. 10 4, if I remember right, going into round four or the end of round four. So, you know, he had, he had a big lead. Um, Corvus was dazed in round four, um, but I did have field dressing, unusually. Um, so I field dressed him and I was able to daze Valkyrie, who was holding two of the viruses with that. Um, now, I did have to, to lose priority to do that and, and I kind of accepted that. I knew it was coming. Um, and, uh, you know, that, you know, it, it was a choice I made. Uh, in the end, it did pay off. Um, round five, Valkyrie 
paid back the favour and KO'd Corvus in one. She got a you know a real Valkyrie spike uh, with Dragonfang and Warrior of Legend and all that. Picked up the two cures uh, that that Corvus had dropped, um, and then so he just had by this point Voodoo and Valkyrie both flipped, and I had I'd lost Corvus and Proxima. Uh, so then anyway, you know. Final round, um, Planoff was able to go for a portal uh, and he, he got the dice he needed. He cleared Valkyrie and he was able to pick up all three of the cures, score me the eight points, which got me the win. It was a kind of a real nail biter. Uh, as I said, I didn't really expect to win it. You know, round one, round two, round three, it didn't look like it was going to go that way. But, you know, Virus does always have that potential for that last minute thing. Um, it was a fun game right down to the wire and you know i think you know we both kind of made some, some good plays and good counter plays and it was kind of just a a fun smash in the middle as well which is, is always nice to have so uh yeah great great game too yeah i remember coming across and watching the end of that one and you you sending kind of through the portal it seemed like you were in control at that point and you didn't need to do that last bit um and then i was like why has he done that and then when you dazed valkyrie I was like, okay, but that doesn't gain you anything because Valkyrie was out there. And it was only at that point that I realized Thanos already had the two. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, pick it up ends at that point. It was like, oh, there you go. I can see, see mm-hmm. where that went. But yeah, it looked like a really, like our game obviously finished quite early, but yours seemed a real nail biter. I, I popped across a couple of times to yeah, see how well, things mm-hmm. was going and then right near the end. Unfortunately, Anth lost game two against Mick mm-hmm. and his Brotherhood. I think from speaking down, that was quite a close one. That finished yeah. mm-hmm. 18-14. We did get the win. Uh, so that put us on one-on-one one as a team. Went into lunch. There was pizza. Mm-hmm. Always good. Anybody organising events and unsure what to do, just do a big Domino's order. It's, it's, yeah, it's big pizza winner. order. Can't go wrong with that. So that was excellent. And then we went into round three. Now, mm-hmm. round three was against Hull's Angels. Uh, a really good bunch, to be fair. Would had had yeah. quite a good chat with those guys. There were there were quite a few teams from Hull, they said, that yeah, they were, come across. Yeah, it was probably almost a quarter, third, something like that, of the, yeah. the total team, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was great. Great to see. And they said that hopefully they'll be able to come up because they didn't do many events actually in Hull. So hopefully they'll be able to come up to some of our northeast ones at some point, because um, that would be great to see those guys. Really good bunch. Just looking at it here, Ant ended up playing Dave Hunt, who was running A-Force. I played Michael Giblin, who uh, pulled out Dark Dimension, uh, which was interesting. And you played Carl Walker, who was playing Web Warriors. I've never played Dark Dimension before. Managed to dodge it all these times um, mm-hmm. and I must admit it was a bit odd because it kind of came out and I was like what does your stuff actually do because <laughs> I'm yeah. not really sure I was slightly concerned because like I said I hadn't played it before and it's always difficult when you haven't played something before you're not really sure what it does and you're always kind of half expecting a gotcha moment we played research station attacked and demons downtown now you may notice on and it's a spoiler for the last game as well all my games, I ended up with the extracts. Now, Criminal Syndicate should want secures. I think I won two and lost two priorities. I just 
found that quite often, I think it was because of the way we did the team tournament, people didn't stack things. But I found most opponents, when I won priority, had extracts, uh, uh, had secures that I liked. In that situation, as a criminal syndicate player, because at that time you could pick, you know, going forward, it's not going to be the same and it's probably changed the way I do things. I knew I could I always have either Research Station or Deadly Legacy. You know, even if I discard one of those, I'm still going to have mm-hmm. the other one. So, yeah, I kind of played two Research Stations, two Deadly Legacies. It, it was odd that I was always picking Extractions. I think often people win priority and automatically pick Secures and say, right, you know, I don't want you to have Secures. You, you go get Extracts. And actually, sometimes it's better to try and go with Extracts because... Black, uh, because Criminal Syndicate have got those two solid extracts that they're so good at, if you let them pick their secure and you can go with an extract, then, you know, it's just something. Obviously, now the way things have changed, unless we get a third Criminal Syndicate-style extract. Uh, you can do Wakanda Herbs pretty nicely. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, probably where I'll end up going if I go back to Criminal Syndicate, but yeah, it does. So... That's what that's what we ended up playing. Um, he was running, as I said, Dark Dimension, um, and he had Iron Man, not Hulkbuster, but normal Iron Man, corset Iron Man, the big man himself, Big Daddy D, Iron Fist, Lockjaw, and he also had Black Widow. But looking at the photo, I don't know where he deployed Black Widow. But he definitely had her. So, so that was his team, um, and I was running Taskmaster, Lizard, Kingpin, Hood, Mysterio, and Black Cat. I've, I've taken Hood quite a few times, but never actually run him. I was quite impressed by him overall. The healing really helps. It, it was interesting running him. But essentially, we're just fighting down the middle. That There's nothing else to it. But I actually sent Black Cat out the right. I took, sent Taskmaster out the left because I kind of wanted to... I just didn't want to just plow through the middle against Doomamu and just let him blow me up. So I wanted to have some options to come in. Cut also... I found with demons downtown, putting too many on there means you've got lots of incinerated characters, and that's never a good thing. So it, it kind of ended up as a bit of a scrum in the middle. Like I say, Black Cat did go slightly round the side and hid behind some terrain to the point where both of us forgot she was there until the last activation. Um, Taskmaster went up onto a building on the left. Dumamu sat himself in the center along with Iron Fist. I got the researcher turn one because just purely by counters two so I was able to move that i then got it turned two as well because black cat came in and stole it near the end so turn going into turn three it was two to eight to me then obviously dark dimension the way they work they've got lots and lots of power um and it came down to a crunch moment where i think he'd managed today's kingpin and he was looking essentially to finish him off he did Helios Laser with um, Iron Man. Obviously, had excessive amounts of power across the piece. And I think he rolled 23 dice. Um, and we took a picture of the result. So this was into Kingpin. And this was essentially to finish him off. And of the 23 dice that he rolled, I think he got one, two, three, four, five hits and a crit. And that was it. I'm looking here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. There was such a groan <laughs> when that happened. I think 14, we all felt for him, didn't we? 14 of 22 were blank. 
he had three or four skulls in there. But yeah, it, it was, you know, Kingpin was gone. And there was nothing I could do about it. And in the end, based on, I think he had cover, he had reduced it by one. He rolled quite well for his defense as well. He was incinerated, but he still managed to do it. And overall, he did two damage. So I'd, I'd taken a picture of that as well. Like, he, he was flipped, Helios laser, this was going to take him out. And at that point, if he takes him out, I lose my bonuses. You know, it would have been a struggle. Unfortunately for him, he, you know, it just fluffed. Um, I was able to block a few, um, as I say, got some cover, etc. And then I was able to basically heal him up with HUD and take him and put him on the back point. Um, and I think he basically sat there for most of the game. It allowed me then to go and take the researcher and put it on the back point. And at that point, I was, it was 15-2. And I knew that in the next turn, I was going to get the two points anyway because of the fact that the research was on the back one based on the way it went. So we played it out just to see how it all panned out. I'd got rid of Iron Fist. I'd also killed Iron Man by this point. Uh, he had the doggo Black Widow and Dumamu left, and that was about it. And yeah, that finished overall 20 points to four. It was a lot closer than 20 points to four. As I say, if, if the Helios laser hadn't failed massively that game could easily have gone the other way i didn't really know what to do with dumamu i kind of ignored him and just went for the other pieces and thought you know fine you've got one that's doing a lot of damage but if i take out everybody else you can't score as many and, and yeah it, it was it was a bit of a slog fest in the middle you know there were lots of dazed people i managed to care quite a few of his which is unusual for the way i play criminal syndicate but i was just forced into that point really good game really good opponent like i say really unlucky on that i think made a couple of puzzling decisions with dumamu but i don't know dumamu well enough to know whether or not there were alternatives but overall you know he he was just unlucky it was just one of those ones where you know at that point you kind of think well it's not necessarily game but his best chance to win just went out the window at that point which was yeah as i say sometimes the dice do that so you know, another really great game, another blowout for me, and this one definitely was a lot closer than the score suggests. I think, again, with countless two in the middle when he didn't outnumber me, um, just meant that's the way it went. How did your game go? So, I was playing Carl, as you said. Um, it was a really fun game. A bit of a weird board, because it was a, we were actually joking before the event, if you remember, Martin, that Bangnito would, would love this board. It was giant sort of ruined ship, uh, sort of, you know, yes. old dockyard, I guess. And yep. it was a bit of a weird board, and that definitely had an effect on the game. But the great opponent, he, Warboreas, playing Warboreas, Miles Warboreas. Uh, Crisis was Riot, Spark of Extremists, and Alien Ship, 20 Fret, and Warrior Priority. So... He was running Miles, ASM, Gwen, Moon Knight, Venom, and Toad. And I was running Thanos, Time, and Mind, Corvus Reality, Proxima, and Zemo. Round one, you know, a bit of kind of moving people around, first few activations, and then I pulled Moon Knight in and dazed him. Wasn't the happiest about that. He wasn't my preferred choice for the 
the first days, but he was the one that presented himself. So, you know, he he uh, he was the plucky volunteer that got Corvus. Zemo, I ran up the flank and I decided to try for the call. Now, this was a big mistake. The reason I did it, you know, I knew that my warriors, he could pull me in, all of that. I was kind of hoping that, okay, fine, you're going to get Zemo, you're going to get the call, but it's going to take you rounds you know i was kind of thinking of zemo's re-rolls if it can just last even a round you know i can kind of do what i need to do on this flank and then i can mothership over and, and be in quite a nice position zemo did get the call got pulled in by by venom asm kind of moved across to go for him as well and he got dazed in one so definitely a mistake um i think there was something in there i don't think it couldn't have worked but it you know it was a mistake absolutely Round two, this is where the, the terrain comes in. Um, I was kind of trying to decide what to do with another ship. I ended up, I, I really disliked for back order playing on Ds. I much prefer Bs as kind of that, you know, four-point secure setup. And Corvus was in a bit of an awkward position. I thought, right, well, another ship, I'm not going to be using it now to switch sides in quite the same way. So I thought, right, well, okay, I'll, I'll just, you know, use it to get Corvus where I want him now. You know, a tactics card played is better than, than one of your hand, I often think. So... I went for it, but it was actually pretty awkward because of the terrain and where I forget whether it was Thanos or, or Proxima that I I mother shipped into, but whichever it was, you know the the bases and the terrain, it just was all a bit awkward. So I did KO Moon Knight, and I think I dazed Toad, but it kind of round two I think is where it fell apart. That mothership was a mistake looking back on it, and also I I got a bit unlucky in that. Thanos and Proxima decided to both use them for a bit of attrition, um, and they both kind of whiffed that. They both took two attacks to do what I wanted them to do. In fact, I think Proxima didn't even do it on two attacks, meaning that I couldn't then move them onto the secures. Uh, so actually, round two, uh, Carl scored everything. I scored nothing, and that was you know, the big swing that kind of sealed the game, really. Round three, Corvus got all webbed up, um, and if I whiffed in round two, it's nothing compared to the whiff that, that Carl had um, at round three. Miles, he got one, maybe? No, I think Miles only got one damage on Corvus on the all-webbed up turn, if, if I'm remembering rightly. Having said that, then Corvus dice betrayed him. He rolled three or four shields. Um, when he went to attack Miles again for the KO, didn't get it. So Miles was standing there, Corvus was standing there, both feeling a bit like lemons, I think. And I was left one power short for all you've got. So I wasn't able to, to get Miles off the table, KO him. Amazing Spider-Man came in. He whiffed on Corvus as well. So, you know, Corvus all webbed up. And with all the extra dice and, and all that, he was, at the end of round three, he was still healthy with three um, points of stamina left. Dice were weird this game. Round four, did some killing, got Miles, you know. Typical Black Order stuff, but that round two swing, it had just got way out of hand. Um, Corvus didn't do enough. You know, he didn't get Miles and ASM, um, which was possible, but it didn't happen. So as a result, Venom, uh, with the core and ASM, were able to score four points, and that, that sort of got it for the webhead. Really fun game. I, I definitely made some, some big mistakes round two. Live and learn, and uh, I think, you know, Carl played it played it very well. He, he was really tight on where he wanted to be. Kind of did a, a really venom four threat. Kind of just sat at the back. You might think it's a waste, but you know he, he played it really well. Uh, so hats off to him. And yeah, another fun game. So so thank you, Carl. 
17-11 loss to the Black Order. Uh, a bit of a spoiler here. Um, there's a recurring theme. Unfortunately, Anth also lost again mm-hmm. uh, with his X-Men. Um, I don't think that at this point, I think it was becoming clear that they weren't doing what he wanted them to do. Uh, so he lost against Dave Hunt, who was running AFOS. So we're 2-1 down, or 1-2 down, depending on how you want to look at it, going into the fourth round. And we played against Glorious Purpose for round four. So Glorious Purpose contained Dave Amos, uh, Tim Marsden, and Ben Cox. We rolled off, and they were they were laughing Dave was their captain. He seemed to be able to roll really well for the priority for the sorting out who played who. But he was like, after that, all my dice rolls have been rubbish. And I can confirm that was true because I then played him in their game and he had terrible luck. Mm-hmm. So I ended up playing Dave, who was running Web Warriors. Uh, Tom, you played Tim. Tim with his Sam Spam. And then Anth played Ben Cox with his Criminal Syndicate. My game against Dave was a bit of a blowout. It, it was really unlucky for him. We ended up basically playing Deadly Legacy and Spider Infected. Yeah, it, it was a really funny one. The way it set up, I was able to take the middle and the far right. No, sorry, I took the middle and the far left Legacy Cure. He was running Miles, Quicksilver, Shuri, Venom and Gwen. He had Quicksilver out on my left. Basically, I had to do something to pick it up. So I went with Black Cat near the end. It was a bit of a standoff. I'd gone with Black Cat at the end and he had the Team Tactics card. Can I borrow that? So he moves once, needs to do the attack. All he needs to do is generate one power from that attack and then he can play, can I borrow that and steal it off me? He failed to do the damage, which meant he failed to get the power, which meant he couldn't do that. So I had priority... Turn two, I run Black Cat as far away from Quicksilver as possible. A couple of other bits and pieces moved around. I managed to, um, with Enchantress, steal the Legacy Cure off. I think it was off Ghost Spider and pull that in. It might have even been... He had Moon Knight as well. Apologies. It might have been Moon Knight. I can't remember. Um, And I, I ended up basically with flipping two of the Spider portals and getting all three legacy cures i was able to i had two of them on toad so i think i'd passed one across the toad and toad had stolen one off somebody i was com- quite comfortable where i was what i didn't see though was so and then black cat was near toad but the way it'd gone she didn't have enough power to hand it off to toad in turn two so i knew i needed to do it turn three i had priority going in turn three i was comfortable what i hadn't thought though was that at this point Quicksilver had enough power, move, then use his long move, which then got him into range to do the attack on Black Cat, which at that point he had no power. But if he did two damage, that would again generate enough power to then steal it off me. So at that point I was like, ah, that's not good. But I was like, I wasn't overly concerned because I thought even if he does that, Black Cat can still go back across because he couldn't then move, steal it back off him bring it back and then hopefully survive long enough for Toad to steal off her. Again, he rolled terribly. Um, I think he did one damage, which gave him one power, which again meant that he was one power away from having enough to steal it. Top of three, I handed it off to Toad. 
at that point, I had enough points then. I think it went to 18-3. Again, it was a it was a blowout win. Deadly legacy. It is what it is. I'm not a big fan of it in certain circumstances, but it is just so good for Criminal Syndicate. Mm. I probably, you know, I wouldn't take it in the one day as a bearded card trader, but when it's a team one and you're limited with what you can take anyway, it just seemed to make sense to take in this. Again, you know, I had Toad, who can steal it off his own people, Black Cat, Enchantress, who can steal it off other people. I always feel confident playing that, unless you're going to take two and run them into the corner. I'm, I'm pretty confident I can do that. So it, it was a bit of a funny one, and I know Dave was a bit, and rightly annoyed, because he had two really good chances to do some damage with Quicksilver and steal it. Both times failed, just purely on dice. Uh, it was really unlucky. I still felt relatively confident, even if he got it, I could go back and get it and, you know, do what I needed to do. I just, it just would have taken longer and the game would have taken a lot longer. We, I think we finished our game. I think that was the start of turn three, where I just moved them on to Toad. Um, I couldn't let it go any longer because, as I say, at that point, Quicksilver's bearing down on Black Cat and Black Cat's about to die, giving up. And then, you know, if she gives up at that point, Quicksilver's got two long moves to go into a corner. So it was a bit of a funny game. Again, kind of... I, I think one of the things about Deadly Legacy with Criminal Syndicate is, as you said on your game, when you drop it, there, there's a disadvantage to one person picking them all up because they've got to pay more. Mm-hmm. With Criminal Syndicate, you don't because you're just passing them around. So you just pass mm-hmm. it around as you would do, which is always a bit of a... Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a feel bad there. So that was a bit of a blowout. It, it, again, it was one of those ones where I kind of felt like I had to do it because otherwise, if I don't do it at that point, the game can quite easily just get away from me. But it did make me feel going forward to be more cautious around Deadly Legacy Virus because it can, like I say, it can give away a bit of a feel bad when you just do it that way. Um, but I mean, I, I managed to get, I think I was scoring three to his one most turns on the other bits. So as I say, at that point, I was already, it was 10 3 at the end of two. And then I just burn them to go 18-3. Before we get on to yours, mm-hmm. um, just to build build the anticipation, Anth unfortunately lost to Ben Cox, uh, who was running Criminal Syndicate. Whether or not we made it to 2-2 or finished on 3-1 was all down to your game. So Indeed. tell us about your game. Well, so my game, um, I think we were all a bit, bit tired by the end. Um, and absolutely, you know... I, Tim was a great player, um, and he had a very finely tuned roster. I think you know, whichever of us went into him was going to have a tough game. It gets to priority. I win it. See that he has sword, and just thought, no, I've got no answer to fourteen in this roster because of the, the character restriction, and you know the fact that that kind of meant that you know who I've had to give away to to yourself, Martin and Ants, didn't have the answer to fourteen. So, so I'm I'm going secure and. You know, really, I would have wanted the avoid around for this matchup, but but anyway, it's what it is. Avoided sword at fourteen. Uh, so we ended up playing alien ship and demons, and it was twenty fret. As I said, I had priority, and Tim ran Sam, Vision, Voodoo, Luke Cage, if I remember correctly, Iron Fist, and War Machine. Um, I'm going to apologise because I wrote my summary for this game a couple of days after. I wrote all the others kind of on the spot, so. 
Uh, apologies to Tim if I forget any detail or get anything wrong. I, it's not intentional. It's just um, my shockingly bad memory. So round one, um, kind of, you know, fairly what, what you might expect. He's doing stuff, kind of shuffling around, being very careful. He has played Black Order, so, he, you know, he's kind of aware of, of what Black Order does. You, you really know that not just kind of this sort of cursory, you know, oh, yeah, I found out four people and Corvus kills them. You know, you know he, he knew all the Rangers, so he's being very careful to to make sure that I was going to have to really pull Thanos out to, to pull anyone in. So he was doing that while I was pass, 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 pass. And it gets to the point where I have to commit. So, you know, I activated a coin and she just kind of stood on the back. Demon portal, not ideal, but, you know, wasn't ready just to choke Thanos into the middle. Next activation, I did have to choke Thanos into the middle. So I went up and I pulled Iron Fist in thinking, well, if I can, you know, if I can get rid of the Iron Fist uh, to stop him from activating either Corvus or Thanos, that's going to be nice. So Thanos pulls him in. And then this was, you know, definitely kind of a, a mistake uh, in that I decided with my final action to do a strike into him. He heroes hired it and Thanos did a bit more whiff and he chucked Thanos away. So Thanos was right out in the middle of nowhere um, by this point. Corvus and Proxima do their stuff. Um, but, and this is kind of, I think, what, what did in many ways, win Tim the game. Um, he got Vision moved up and did a beam into Thanos, just into Thanos, um, really spiked. I think he got something like five or six damage for it, you know, after all the invulnerability and everything. And he just decided to go for it. And he played all you've got, uh, and he dazed Thanos round one, which is obviously huge because it turns off the leadership. Well, no, you do have a leadership on Thanos' flip side, but it's rubbish uh you know it turns off the good leadership of scoring vp for KOing. so you know by this point i knew that the game was going to be really tricky you know it's he had a huge numerical advantage i'd lost the sort of benefit i get for going attrition so i was going to have to to get through all of his characters to try and uh you know try and, and get something out of this round two i think i decided again apologies for, for tim for, for writing this up later anyway well whatever the outcome was Iron Fist survived, again, really big. And basically, for the next few rounds, it kind of ended up being this sort of fight between the middle demon portal, whatever it's called, and the one on his side of the board. I was really trying to get Sam, you know, trying everything I could, and, and you know, he knew that it was really important to keep Sam safe. At one point, with Mothership, I was able to get to Sam, uh, and he remained alive on one stamina left which was was big you know if if i'd got him then i think that would have definitely helped to get me back into the game um neither of us were kind of interacting with the kree rubble score is that not the scroll no that's yeah anyway Uh, so that you know neither of us really interacting i think around round four i decided uh, no it was round three i decided right well i need to score some points here you know with, with without my KOing VPs. So Akoye started to do a bit of a dance or move up to the middle, check for the the core, no, move back to the back portal. Uh, and I did that, I think, two or three times. Eventually she got it and Voodoo Avengers assembled up and um, you know, just no thank you. Um, you're not having that. Akoye. Tim played it really well. He, he was getting quite thin on characters by the end and, and I we timed out. Um, as it happens, 
Uh, unfortunately, I lost. So unfortunately, uh, we as a team went two two. But was was a fun game. Really, kind of you know tactical game. Great um great experience. Lost ten seven. If we'd had more time, if we hadn't timed out, you know, if this was a kind of a game without a, a tournament round limit on it, I think I would have been able to power through him. Because by that point, I, you know, I, he kind of played all his tactics card. He didn't have any more tricks. I, I think I would have been able to do it. Maybe not, but I think that that was definitely a feature. But uh, but no, it was a it was a, a good game, and um, you know, it, it does show that you know Black Order they 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 are undoubtedly tough. But if you can get Thanos or Corvus down really early in the game, then you know y- y- you've got a, a good game into them, definitely. So yes, that was my game four. Well done. Um, so as we say, that meant we finished on one three overall. Um, mm-hmm. Now Longshanks, because Sorry, one three, yeah. yeah, I don't know whether or not because of the way Longshanks kind of went wrong halfway through, or whether or not this was always the plan. But essentially, there were two uh, events in Longshanks. Uh, one was for the teams, and one was for the individuals. So as a team, we finished twelfth. Overall, out of 16, so not great, but not too bad, is what it is. I think you know we all had fun, and that was the main purpose. I think Absolutely. by the end, and I think fallen back out of love with um, X-Men, um, yeah, which, definitely. fine, it was kind of an experiment. He kind of did it last minute. Oh, actually, this will be a bit more fun than Web Warriors. I think had he had the choice again, he would have gone back to Web Warriors. But as I so, said, we, we weren't in it to win it. We were in it to have some fun. And I think most of us, you know, most of the games were fun. Um, and that was the main thing. So the top three, however, was the Reverse Oreo, um, the Bold and the Beautiful, and Rich Mid Gaming. So Reverse Oreo won overall. And that was Aaron, Elliot, and Ron. That was the third member of that. They went 4-0. and um, I think most of us could have predicted that before the event. <laughs> And then we had, what, five teams on... Oh, four teams on, on 3-1. So well done to those teams. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, team events are always great. I, it's something I always wanted to do in AOS. I think it's much easier to do it in MCP. Um, I know mm-hmm. there's talk of other ones, like a Six Nations-style event um, and other team events happening. So definitely be up for that. I mean, we've done two online before this one and uh, thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. all of those it's great just to play different people play it in a slightly different way you know i managed to play three new people uh, out of the four of the games uh, on that day i'd played uh, dave amos once before down at board and sword um but still you know they like say get to play different people it's always good so overall excellent event well done to Rich for running it. Well done to Board and Swords for hosting it. Um, definitely, if we get a chance, we will come down and do another one. So thank you very much, Tom, for being on. No, thank you for having me, Martin. And yes, just to echo everything you said there, thank you to Rich and to Board and Swords and to everyone else who took part. Yep, uh, and I suppose to all our opponents as well. Thank you very oh, much really. for putting up with us. As I say, unfortunately, after that, I came home and ended up in bed for two days and then in hospital for three days and then yeah that wasn't good so that's why this is taking so long we will be doing another one as i say for the other events we've done recently anybody who is looking to stock up over christmas on the mcp stuff check out our sponsors blackgate games 
so blackgategames.co.uk um, go check them out a uh, good discount on all your mcp uh, needs uh, models core set rulers dice etc scenery so thank you very much to them for continued support and until next time if anybody wants to catch up with you tom are you on any of the socials i am not i'm a right luddite so uh ping martin and he can ping me fair (laughs) enough that's fine um i am at martin sofield on twitter and on instagram i believe and we are tales of war games on youtube so go check that out and still quite a few good painting videos up on there we have tried a couple of times to do a battle report and failed miserably but in the new year we are definitely going to try and do some battle reports uh, for the youtube channel Uh, we've got some other exciting things happening hopefully in the new year so stay tuned for that thank you and good night good night